Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. Maybe we'll keep it in terms of like multifamily um, investing because that's just what I know the most. But like, so you grab a pitch deck or like, how are you vetting a deal? What do you start off? What is the first thing? Because a lot of new investors, like it's overwhelming. You get a pitch deck, it's 30, 40 pages, or maybe it's only three pages. Where do you start? Like, what, how do you break things down? That's a great question. And everyone does it differently. My thing is I'm, I'm a passive investor. So I don't want to re-underwrite. And so we've already passed the part where I've pre-screened the operator. And so I, I assume that the work I've put into getting to know the operator, that they are sending a deal that probably makes sense and probably fits within my parameters. So then what I want to do is look at some of the metrics that, that I like. And to do that, I think you have this too. We have a deal analyzer, 30 or 40 metrics, if the sponsor gives them to us from the pitch deck. And then basically I just look at those and the Excel spreadsheet turns it red if it doesn't fit within our parameters and green if it does. And I use the, the red ones. I just pick those out and I will ask the sponsor questions from that. And that helps me figure out, okay, is the sponsor going to answer me in a timely fashion? Do they know their deal? Do they have the answers on the tip of their tongue or do they, they have to go ask somebody else? And just gives me a, a second kind of opinion on the sponsor. So that's the sponsor, not the deal. And then for the deal, aside from the red flags, what I'll look at are a few of my kind of favorite metrics. And I can go over those. There's a bit of a chicken to egg thing here, right? Like before you even get presented a deal, which you can go down a list of your checklist, how did you get to know them? How did you get their name in the first place? Like maybe you get there by referral. Like how are you, how are you getting these people in the first place? The sponsors? Yeah. Yeah. The best place I think is your network, right? Using people that can trust to refer you to who they are familiar with. So that's one way. Use your community. So for instance, our left field investors, again, we have a website that has a long list of sponsors, but those aren't necessarily our favorite sponsors. Those are just people we might've had conversations with. But if you're inside a community, you can talk to other people, make sure that they have relations and that they have actually invested with them as we were talking offline earlier, but just make sure that you trust at least the person that's referring you. I think that's a huge first step. Then you've got to talk to them, I think. And they might all say the same thing. A lot of them are salespeople, but you can get a sense of having a conversation. We have a, a list of questions that we ask our sponsors just to make sure that they have all the information and they're sharing it with us. So you have to, if you can, and it's hard in a half hour, an hour phone call to really get that from them, but just to see what kind of person are they and, and talk to them a little bit. And then read and hear what they say. Go to their website. You'll get some basic information. Read a book that they wrote. Listen to their podcast. And they're going to tell you who they are, right? Again, you have to filter through the selling part of it because I think there's a lot of operators out there and some of them are excellent marketers and some of them are excellent operators and maybe some are both. But what you want to find is the excellent operators and not the excellent marketers. So talk to others who have invested with them as well. I prefer a sponsor with some experience. I don't eliminate you if you don't have the experience, but if you have 10 or 15 years that you've been doing this, that gives me some confidence. I ask, how many exits do you have? How many deals have you gone full size? And let me see the numbers on them. Another one that I like is how many current investors are in multiple deals or how many repeat investors do you have? Because that tells you something. 
if you have people that are investing more than once with the same operator. So you're going down this list. Something occurred to me when you're just talking about to have a list is a great idea because I think this is where it's hard. Once you've danced around, done this a little bit, like you get more experience, you understand what the questions are and really more importantly, like what is the reason why of the question behind the actual question? This is very similar to like when we would have new investors go talk to property managers. We would send them to an entirely different market that they didn't want to botch the relationship so they could learn, ride the bike with training wheels first so that they could learn the lingo, have the person talking on the other, educate them too in the process, then go talk to the people that they want. So that can be another tip in the situation for you guys. We talk a lot about this in the syndication secrets part of the e-courses, especially as a non-accredited investor or a lower net worth accredited investor under like a million. You can get yourself discredited sometimes by asking 21 freaking question game to some of these guys, especially if you're talking to the principal of the company, which is what's going to happen when you're working with more of a middle market, new market operator or a newbie. And you're talking to the principal. If you're talking to some sales guys, they'll talk to you all day long. Just, that's just part of their role and responsibility. Right. Yeah, I think that's like, we got to get people to baseline first. That really helps them actually learn, have confidence over the phone because not a lot of people talk on the phone. Right. No, that, that's absolutely true. And I think the trying to figure out the sponsor is a big part of this and getting to where you have confidence in them and then it just makes everything a lot easier. And, and you meant asking questions. For me, if they're not willing to answer my questions, there's enough sponsors that I'm going to move on to the next one because I'm not asking the 20 questions. I'm asking maybe four or five targeted questions. But I've had situations before where perhaps the, the sponsor is short with the answers or doesn't give me full information. And for me, that's probably enough to move on because they're asking me to send them a wire for fifty or $100,000 and they're going to hold my money for five to 10 years. So I don't think it's unreasonable for them to answer all of my questions. So I'm pretty strong on, I'm going to ask you questions and you can choose to answer or not answer. Lane is not a lawyer CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.